You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. And today we continue with the Exit Interview Series, in which we look back on Noba Anderson's 14 years of service as our regional director. This is part six, in which I ask Noba about her plans for the future, and also whether she has any regrets for opportunities missed or things never accomplished. So, Noba, this is a question uh, traditionally asked of people who are stepping down from a senior position or leaving an office. What are your plans? Uh, Where are you going from here? You've really made this your life for the last 14 years, and uh, where do you see taking that energy and that commitment next? I wish I had a better answer for you, Dee. I'm, I'm really tired right now, and so my daughter and I are going to Costa Rica for the winter, and going to eat lots of mangoes and learn Spanish and, and just have as little responsibility as possible and just really be in the present and not have to hold the big picture. I'm, I'm going to do my best to not join a board before I leave. And, <laughs> but this is home. It's deeply, deeply home and it always will be. And, and I will return here in the spring and I expect be here most of the time until I die. So I want to find a way of, of reengaging here and continuing to support this big picture thinking, but in a way that is more generative and more life-affirming and more fun and more playful and more loving. And, and I, don't, I don't know what, what that will be, whether that will be with a nonprofit or whether I can find funds through some other means and, and volunteer, as so many do. So do you feel like putting down the regional director hat will in any way expand the horizons of what you're able to do or to imagine doing? I'm <laughs> banking on it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I have two rural colleagues. Jim Abram has been in the job, I think, for almost 40 years and 35 plus anyway. And Brenda Lee has been at it for 31, I think. And, and I see how people can get stuck and how people can feel like they can't reimagine themselves in their community other than in that role. And I can see how communities can't reimagine somebody else doing the job either. And I, I can feel how that happens. And I don't want to get stuck. And I don't want this community to get stuck thinking I'm the only one that can do it, because that's certainly not the case. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm putting down a relatively limited tool set and opening the door for, for new ones expanded ones. We all know you can't win them all, especially over 14 years in office. So what are some of your regrets, uh, the near misses, the lost opportunities, the hopes that didn't pan out? Well, I mean, the zoning bylaw is, is the glaring elephant in the room. We, for instance, aren't willing to pre-designate or pre-zone light industrial land for for value-added manufacturing or for, you know, storage of aquaculture equipment or storage of, of gravel and, and people's excavators and all of the things that, you know, are required to, to keep the sort of the infrastructure economy going. We, we don't have anything on cannabis. It's technically not legal to grow 
you know, cannabis here because we haven't updated our bylaws. Our complete failure on the tiny house, affordable housing side of things. So I would really, really, really (laughs) encourage and urge this community when we do finally get to it, to be really gutsy and really bold about pre-zoning land. And this is something I would really leave with Mark Vanesh, who's, who's going to be my successor, and the community at large, is to, on a map, draw and designate where we want stuff to happen. Where do we want density? Where do we want commercial? Where do we want agriculture and light industrial? And I think there's a lot of consensus around it. And I think there's a lot of... But there's such a caution... There's such a caution to make a preemptive decision about things in this community. We generally want to see projects on a case-by-case basis and evaluate their merits individually. And it, it is an impediment for people doing good work. So I think that is my biggest frustration with this community as a whole, is our lack of ability to be bold together in designating what we want to see happen on the land base. Anyway, so that's certainly the biggest one. Other ones that have got away or just taken forever, I've been working for years on trying to get some kind of regional and or sub-regional transportation service happening to support at least a, a bus on island or a bus across Quadra or some bike lanes on the south end of the island or at least some shoulders widened in some places or sort of anything to support alternatives to regular vehicular travel. Certainly, similarly, a housing strategy or or, or a housing service even. We've dabbled around the edges at the regional district about creating a regional housing service that would tax very minimally, but it will at least start creating housing strategies. We, We wouldn't be probably a landowner or a housing provider. That would be far too bold. But at least to provide some overall direction and guidance and support, I think, would be fantastic. I mean, there are simple ways of doing a, like a hotel tax, for instance. Anyway, so I think that one, I, I don't know ultimately if the regional district can provide leadership in those spaces or should, but those are things that I've really worked on and failed to deliver on. And then more recently, the whole climate action piece. We we offered some funds through grant and aid to to climate hope here to develop a climate action strategy but there's just you you can't do it on on twelve thousand dollars it it needs the weight of of government leadership or leadership in some capacity to really think big picture and integrate it across all of our infrastructure and, and community services and so again that's something that i've i've stabbed at but for literally for 12 13 years and just not been able to find agreement around the board to take any action on it all. And then th- really the final i would return to is the governance piece and i don't think that this is really something at the regional district per se but that's something i have been trying to do is finding a complementary governance system that doesn't in any way undermine or undo the regional district but like hornby and even better find some way of giving more agency to the people here to be part of the decisions that affect their lives and inform the regional district more effectively in the decisions that it's making as well as many other things and then the last failure i would say is really effective engagement with clahoos i have really not found a good way of having a close professional working relationship and partnership with Clahoos over the years across many administrations at Clahoos. And I think that's largely because 
the Clouse First Nation is so busy with so many other things that have very little to do with the regional district and little to do with the the island as a whole. There's so much work that they're doing with their nation building and their their own internal policies and their economic development pursuits and that I haven't found a really good way of building partnership for reconciliation or for common projects. And that's something that I'd hope to be able to do more of. And I don't know that it was sort of my particular failure, but something that I wished had been richer that I couldn't figure out how to make rich. And so perhaps that's possible with different administration, both at at Clahoose and in my seat. But the regional director is inherently the colonial government. We are inherently the system that oppresses, the system that does land use planning where arguably we have no authority to do it, the system that taxes where we arguably have no authority to do it, moral authority, legal, sure, we've made the laws, but so it's very hard to make change from the system that continues to oppress. And I think that whoever is in this seat will struggle with the sort of the impossibility of that. So what would you say are the the issues, the projects, the ideas that you're hoping Mark Vanesh will carry forward into his first term? N- not that you get to tell him what to do, of course, but he's coming in kind of clean and new and with enthusiasm and fresh energy. So are there things you're hoping he can continue to run with or take up as new issues? Well, if he can figure out how to finish the update of our zoning bylaw, that would be mammoth and do it in a way that was gutsy and decisive on a number of matters, I would really compliment him. But what I've learned is that there's very little that is within the wheelhouse of an individual director. The director gets literally no say on what is written in the zoning bylaw, and then very little influence even over at the regional district board. So it really is a matter of staff doing an excellent job here and engaging the community. So perhaps Mark can really help find a way of elevating that to the top of the staff priority and a way of really motivating the community to come out and participate in that update in a really proactive and and gutsy way. That would be really fantastic. I know he's really passionate about housing. He's been involved with the, the Housing Society recently and is keen on what the provincial housing minister, David Eby, is up to, and maybe he'll be premier. And so, you know, he tracks a level of provincial and senior politics that I don't much anymore. So perhaps he can somehow be a better advocate to the provincial government than I have been in bringing grant opportunities or access opportunities to senior government levels of of services and programs and opportunities that I kind of gave up on. I think he has a lot more enthusiasm for that. So I would really hope that for him. Beyond that, I just wish him all the very best in navigating the complexity of this job. And that was part six of our exit interview series with Noba Anderson, stepping down this year from her job as our regional director. In our seventh and final episode, I'll ask Noba about the changes she's seen on Cortez in 14 years and what her thoughts are about the future. Just a reminder, the views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, 
its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And, as always, thanks for listening.